0: No purchase necessary. Void We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
2: Holly Randall Unfiltered is sponsored by Twisties. Twisties is the ultimate lesbian glamour erotica website it is the website that I have shot for the longest. I have produced some of my best content for them, and they are definitely your go to place for beautifully shot, believable scenes between the hottest industry stars of today. So many of my guests that you've heard on the show, I have shot for twisties. And so if you want to look up any of my guests' girl girl work, twisties.com is the place to go. Their twisties treat of the month is the most carefully curated solo scenes and girl girl scenes that showcase the best and the brightest in the porn industry. So make sure that you support my show by supporting my sponsors. And please, go and visit twisties.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show show Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. I'm so excited to have somebody here who I haven't seen in a long time. He is one of my favorite male performers to work with. He is one of the top male porn stars. He's performed in more than 2,000 scenes, is an Avian Award winner and an Expos Award winner. He's known for his parodies and his Clark Kent good looks. Let's welcome to the show Ryan Droller.
0: Oh, you're make me blush so much. Oh,
2: good, that's my intention. Yeah. I start, I start at the beginning. I build you up, and then I like slowly break you down. <laughs> and then we're just gonna, gonna chisel you down,
0: take you off at the knees. They're new, leave them alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't seen. So I remember when you told me that you were gonna be out for a while because you needed knee surgery, and I was like devastated because. The women in the industry are very important, of course. But, like, the guys, like, we need you. We need solid male performers that are good looking, have a good body, um, aren't creepy, aren't weird, and can remember their lines. And you were all of those things, and then you left.
0: Which is so funny, because even when I got in, all of those things were why they couldn't cast me in so many various things. Really? Yeah, in 08, that was hard to, like, pitch. I had to be taken advantage of, because it was too realistic- at the time, I mean, that was the days of like, like everybody kind of looked a little bit like a troll <laughs> so that everybody watching porn could either totally remove them or be like, well, if he can get the girl, then I can get the girl.
2: Ah, so you were too, distra- your good looks were too distracted. Yeah,
0: it was the guy, as it was pitched to me, it's like, if I walked into the bar and random guy and I were going after the same girl, not obviously, but in his mind, obviously I was getting the girl. So really? they couldn't, they couldn't really get behind it. So like. Yeah, I had to. It was a lot of MILF stuff, and it was a lot of like, Ryan, you did not clean the pool enough. You're going to have to work this off.
2: <laughs> yeah. So were you like cast as a submissive, not a submissive, but like in a more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Role? I mean, it was like I said, it's like I didn't make the first move. I was very much so kind of taken advantage of. Right. Very, you know, it was the stepbrother or the stepson and the. Like the the pool boy or whoever that just wasn't doing right.
2: Have you transitioned to stepfather yet or are you still in the stepson range?
0: Oh, no, I've definitely been. Been playing stepfather and teacher and everything for years, like, okay. Yeah, so
2: you because like there's that one point where you're like, okay, this person cannot no longer realistically be the stepson unless you're Robbie Echo, and then you can be the stepson forever,
1: <laughs> right? Oh, him, <laughs> Tyler
0: Nixon, on. a couple oh, of yeah Tyler Nixon like- <laughs>
2: will be a stepson forever, you will <laughs> right. never be the stepdad. No,
0: no, yeah, I mean, I always laughed when they tried to make me the stepson or the college kid or whatever because like I've looked like this since I was like 20. 17 18 yeah and like, like there, i mean there's more gray in the beard but like
2: i was gonna say you look exactly the same
0: oh yeah now there's a picture oh i i'll be posting because i turned 40 in like two weeks and i've got a picture that i took 10 years ago when i was back in colorado which I was just in colorado last week and i'm like mowing the lawn and i sent a picture to my now wife and i was like we should start we keep talking about various things like we'll start a lawn mowing business with just greek adonis guys yeah that just mow your lawn and make you lemonade or whatever yeah probably side hustle something right (laughs) but uh it was one of those kind of like Even my wife pulled up she's just like you look the same as when we started 10 years ago and then she was looking at like my high school senior photo and I was like that's why I never had a fake id yeah it just
2: that's crazy so
0: I've always looked older but
2: she's not complaining no obviously no yeah That's funny. How do you like, how do you, do you, do you drink a lot of water? Is that, is that the secret?
0: I drink a lot of water. I should look like I'm 90 because for 10 years I lived in the Keys, chain smoking Marlboro Reds on a boat. I refused to wear sunscreen, even though I like beat it into the kids that were at my camp's head. It was like, wear sunscreen, drink water, wear shoes. And yeah, like a pack of five a day of Marble So you're just Reds. one of
2: those fucking assholes that has great genes.
1: You're like the
2: J-Lo of men. Apparently. Like J-Lo looks exactly the same. She's 50. Yeah,
0: yeah, apparently. I mean, now I'm on a, two handfuls, like 40 vitamins a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's the, like the wife's got me doing that one. Yeah. But I drink a ton of water. I stopped drinking sodas in like high school. Mess mm-hmm. it's with like rum. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. So.
2: so you kind of glazed over the boys in your camp. So for those of you who don't know, Ryan Droller was a Boy Scout leader, which I don't know why I find that so hilarious. So many do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that transition from like Boy Scout leader, because a Boy Scout is, you know, we usually use that term as somebody who's like perfect and follows all the rules and is like on the straight and narrow and doesn't end up in the porn industry.
0: And then... You hang out with the Boy Scouts. So my camp was co-ed because it was 14 and up. Um, uh-huh. One of the venture programs, they called it. Right. Uh, so there were 75 staff members with me working at this thing, co-ed, uh, just outside Key West. So, yeah, from 7 in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, we were Johnny Boy Scout. You didn't hear us cuss. We didn't talk about anything that wouldn't be in a G-rated like Disney cartoon. And at 10.05, there was a parade of cars that went down to the bars. We closed down the bars every night. We found island fantasies, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> or we were the island fantasy. Um, I mean, on my 21st well, the day before my 21st birthday, we drank the bar out of beer. Wow. Branded ourselves with cigarettes because it was a smart idea. It was the mark of our, oh my God. our camp. And then I actually got my tattoo the next day. We took the camp school bus to the tattoo parlor. <laughs> After going to the bar on my 21st birthday, tattooed the island that I ran on my ankle with our uh, kind of like our little logo. Do you still have that tattoo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it fucks with so many people. Like I regularly get a text message. I was just at a wedding for one of my guys in, in yeah. Estes Park. And a couple of guys are just like, you, I can't watch porn anymore. <laughs> and even when I think I'm safe because there's no face in it, that tattoo shows up.
2: <laughs> and they know it's you.
0: You're like, ah!
2: yeah. That's I know sick. that feeling. I'm the same. That's why I, I don't honestly really ever watch porn just cause I'm so jaded, but ever if I get the inkling to, I'm it's gotta be people. I don't know. Right. And I've totally had that situation where I'm watching a scene. I'm like, okay, this looks hot. I don't know this girl. Da, 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 da. You don't see the guy's face. And then like the guy's face comes in and it's like fucking Ryan McLean. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Right. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I can't like this. This isn't working. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So anime all the way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, German like, <laughs> seems to be pretty safe. Yeah.
2: So how did you get into the adult industry? how did you go from boy scout leader to swanky porn star?
0: Um, I always say just one day walking down the street, line shown from the mountain, highlighted my crotch. And there was a voice that just said, you should be in film. <laughs> like, put that on camera.
2: It was uh, a calling from a, the Lord above. It was a
0: calling. It was, it was a weird situation. Um, so I left the camp and you know, I say we're retired. Mm-hmm. It needed new blood. I needed to change and, mm-hmm. and get out. Um, broke up with the girlfriend that I moved from the camp to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, went south real fast so i kind of went back to my old man whore Mm ways and had three random hookups that were like that you should be doing that on film
2: really which
0: i was like that's a weird thing to say but oddly something i always say i think every boy has thought about yeah. Like watching it, just like, I want to do that. I would do that. Yeah. Let's
2: do that. Trust me, from the DMs that flood oh, yeah. my fucking social media platforms, my, every guy. I, I probably have three emails it. this
0: morning that were like, help me get into the industry. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not even responding. <laughs> yeah. Not even reading. Yeah. Um, I would say the only semi-practice I had was at that camp. There wasn't really any privacy. So you kind of had to like find a random place to go hook up. With my girlfriend, or I was on the beach with
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever girl I picked up at the bar that night. Um, so there probably could have been an audience. or At least I had to be not worried about it. You
1: mm-hmm. couldn't be shy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Couldn't couldn't really be shy. Yeah. So when I left the camp, the, one of the things I definitely noticed was I'm always way more successful doing what I want to do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what I enjoy doing. And being Makes from sense. Littleton, Colorado, everyone was like, "You have to go to college. You have to get that nine to five job." the 2.4 kids white picket fence that whole thing and i was never that person to begin with Mm
1: -hmm.
0: the camp was an example of that so i was like well i've always thought about it it's weird that these three random girls all told me i should be doing that and i was like i have no idea what i'm gonna do right now anyway maybe we'll look into it we'll see if it's even a possibility i doubt everything anything's gonna work like -hmm. That's that's probably not going to happen. So I started looking up on Craigslist. I mean, I started like googling everything, and I'm like reaching out, sending out stuff to Hustler and Naughty America and Vivid and and those ones that I recognize the name to. But yeah, it was like a Craigslist ad that I responded to.
2: So did not did those those bigger brands never got back to you? No. Okay. No,
0: but I'm sure because I was like one of the DMs and emails and everything. You know, just talking
2: about. Did you send a picture of yourself?
0: I did, and. Funny enough, the one I sent to Naughty America um, went to, I'm sure the statute of limitations, everything should be done with this now, but Naughty Laura D used to be the executive producer Mm -hmm. there. And I sent it to her with whatever it was, probably some a little bit cheesy, like I'm insatiable. So like I've got an insatiable appetite for sex. I'm always horny. Quickie is not in my vocabulary, so I'm sure that at least should be good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: if you want to take a chance. And I guess I emailed her right before she had a big party because she liked what she read and saw was intrigued by it, but she used to throw these extravagant parties. And I think mm-hmm. it was like her eighties party in San mm-hmm. Diego that weekend. So the email got lost. I ended up running into her like in a event in New York once, And we kind of started dating for like two and a half years. Oh. It was right as she left naughty America. Okay. But she hooked me up with Lisa Ann and her agency. Uh-huh. They gave me a shot with Nadia at that time, even though I'd already been performing it out here. And then she like found that email buried from years before. And she was like, Oh my God, I was going to reach out to you. Wow. That was before I had officially the Ryan Driller name.
2: Right. Right. Okay. So it's like so, coming
0: from my real email, really. Email yeah, yeah. yeah, But, um, but yeah, so none of them had really gotten back. And I, I just responded like Craigslist ads. And some of them were creepy, weird.
1: I'm sure. Terrible
0: ones. And other ones were going directions. It wasn't, down with and then right i mean that was that was one of the not one of the first ones but like i responded to one where i showed up at a guy's house and was shooting straight scenes in denver Mm -hmm. and then there was a um like a talent scout and i went in and met with him he's like yeah and i got guys that work for naughty america and for hustler and all this he's like but the real money's in gay porn and this is where you get your start and i was like well i'm not gay and I've, I've been a swimmer. I've been around, like I've lived in Key West. I've had opportunities. Yeah. It, I'm not wired that way. Yeah. And he was like, you don't understand. They have DVDs playing everywhere. They give you Viagra, all that. And I was like, okay, still not wired that way. Still don't buy it. Yeah. Let me chill. So I chilled for like seven months and I kept responding to other ads and, and reaching out. But at the same time, because he had shown me a handful of these guys, and said, this is where you get your start. I actually did jump onto a couple of the tube sites at the time. I don't uh-huh. know if porno was actually around. Okay. But whatever it was, I went through a couple of them and I picked like 15 guys that I saw regularly on there. Uh-huh. And I just kept going down what I could find in their history and their catalog. Okay. And of that, about a dozen of them did trace back to various gay porn sites. hmm Maybe just a solo or
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe receiving a blowjob or a massage, but- they did track back to those sites. And I was like, "All yeah. right, but there's still the other three that didn't. So we're just going to keep going on. And then that town scout got back to me. He's like, okay, here's the deal. There's a company in San Francisco. They shoot in Napa, fly out for a week. They're offering, they want one solo, one receive a massage, and one receive a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And the pay is seven grand.
2: That's a lot.
0: It's a lot and I was like dude I can barely come from a blowjob to begin with I'm not wired that way he was like yeah. just they'll give you the Viagra or Cialis when you walk on set they're very versed to it not to mention there's this magic thing called editing Yeah. so as long as you can get hard for the 20 minutes they need you can finish off yourself and then we'll just edit it in
1: it was yeah. like,
0: I don't know but We'll give it a shot. Okay. So I went out, I shot, I did remarkably well, ended up picking up a top scene. And I guess you kind of say the history kind of built itself because they kept flying me out. Shishi LaRue caught on to me. She put me on her exclusive contract. So I was a top only for like a year Mm -hmm. making stupid money Mm -hmm. per scene. Right. Like I had a vivid girl just like, fuck you, dude. And I was like, (laughs) all right but I only shoot six scenes a year. Yeah. Like that's my contract. I'm like, yes, I have medical dental. They put me on parade floats and I get,
2: they good. give you medical and and dental insurance.
0: Yeah. Cause it was full time. Like it was a monthly wow. stipend that came. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, here's your six scenes divided up over 12 months. You're kind of on call. Yeah. Um, we'll obviously pay you more if you come in for the live shows. And then mm-hmm. we're also going to kind of send you out for like the pride parades all around the country um we got you this we're gonna be like the face of swiss navy lube and then doing like feature dancing gigs Mm -hmm. it was like straight white boy i look like a monkey fucking a coconut trying to dance (laughs) and they were like as long as you just rub yourself and stand up on that box like you're good like nobody cares you can do no wrong and i was like
2: Dude, I can't this tell you how many like, brand new girls that I've had to shoot a strip tease with who are like, I can't dance. I'm like, just sway your hips and rub yourself. Like, right. That's yeah. Just oh, just do that.
0: My favorite clubs are the ones that had like a shower waterfall because I could just stand under that just like I was giving myself a shower. <laughs> I got in trouble at one club because I never got up on a box to dance. <laughs> and I didn't have to like strip. Like I just mm-hmm. came out in underwear or wore like a bandana right. tied around or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, one of the bartenders or bar managers came up and he was just like, you haven't gotten up there and dance. We need you to do that. And I was just like, okay, you've got four guys here tonight. I haven't paid for one drink and I've made sure to bring up like your customers to buy me drinks Mm -hmm. as opposed to just getting the free ones like the Mm -hmm. other guys are getting. I'm like, your local boys are kind of pissed that there's a couple of us porn people here because we kind of steal their thunder. Mm -hmm. So you're paying me a stupid amount to be here for the night. Everybody that asked for one of like the, the private dancers, lap dancers, whatever, it's like, I hand it off to one of your local boys. They go into the back. I'm like, these guys are buying the drinks. It's like, I'm not dancing, but I am hosting this whole party. It's like, everybody's having fun. And he was like, I'm like, your bartenders making money. Cause they're not giving out free drinks to me and the other three guys. Yeah. These guys are all having fun with all of the guys that are here. We're actually having time to hang out and talk. It was like, and I'm they're like, Oh, okay. We kind of dig that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nobody wants to watch me dance. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. Um, but the other Craigslist ads I answered that, that were for straight were like American Bukaki, fuck mm, a fan yeah. for, for bang bros. Yeah. And those things, they'd be up for like 30 seconds. Cause a hundred guys would like apply to them and, and they'd <laughs> slip in. But, uh, but porno Dan and Jim powers, they, they responded. They got me in. I remember walking into the Bukaki, and they were like, Ooh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, really? They were like, no, no. I mean. We're glad you get hard and you, you did that, but don't ever know. But we're going to bring you for the fuck fan. We're going to bring you in for our Playboy TV stuff, for our mm-hmm. Club Jenna stuff. We're going to cheat you on, on mm-hmm. all this stuff. They're you
2: were like, too good for Bukkake. Yeah, they were is like, that what they were trying to say? They were like, yeah,
0: they're like, <laughs> there's you and then there's all the guys you kind of expect to be hanging out in this alley that we're at
2: anyway. Can you explain to our listeners, because not everybody knows the porn lingo what a Bukaki is.
0: So the Bukaki, the ones, the American Bukaki in particular was they got 50 random guys off Craigslist that all had to go to, uh, what was it, AIM at the time? Yeah, AIM. AIM testing. Um,
2: get their STD test. Get their
0: STD test. And they all jerked off onto one girl's face. Mm-hmm. And um, the girl essentially did like a strip tease and she was right there in the center. And I think a couple of the guys... Had been approved for her to blow right for a minute or two to kind of give a little bit more yeah, um, and then after that it was well I guess there was actually more than fifty guys but the first fifty guys to pop were the ones that got paid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh so there's a contest, kind of there's- a contest. Wow, because okay.
0: some of these guys yeah, couldn't I, get hard. No, some you're of right. Them You'll come. be sitting I mean, there
2: forever if you wait for like the last... Oh my God! Somebody should do a movie called like the Last Bukaki Guy,
0: and it's which just was like pretty much me. If you remember <laughs> some of my early days, even with you, like it took me forever to come. Like
2: I don't remember.
0: Oh, oh, like I, I, I mean, it could have just been in my head. Was this like I feel so bad? This taking forever, and everybody just wants to be done with the day. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, it. Um, I think I was guy number like 48, 47.
2: Oh wow! So you just made the cut. Just made
0: the cut off, but oh they were God. like, "You're hard. You can do this." And at least you were hard the whole time. Like you had no problem with that. Yeah. Um. But no, you should be actually performing, not just. Yeah. Jerking off with half of these guys are in masks. Not that anybody's looking at their face anyway. But
2: yeah, don't they like cut their face off anyhow? A
0: lot of them, yeah. But if they pan through the crowd, yeah, you can kind of see it. So.
2: And they're all wearing shoes.
0: Oh, they're all wearing. Oh, well. You got to wear Did shoes, ever, right?
2: Because there's like a lot. Who, who's to clean up after that? That's my question.
0: You know, some PA. Like what so sad,
2: happy. sad PA has to clean up all that come from 50 guys? And they better have a shower on set. Do they have a shower on set? Please tell you me they have a shower on set.
0: It was the one over right next to the airport. Well, I can't even think of the name of it. But it was the one with the the guy with the sword.
2: The guy with the... Was that the place yeah. that got...
0: Valjean or something? Not.
2: That wasn't the place that got burned down, right? And the guy got killed? Uh,
1: no.
0: I mean, it was the the guy with the sword that killed a the guy there, and then there was the standoff on the cliff face.
2: That wasn't the guy with the wolf dog.
0: I don't remember there ever being a dog okay. there. I just remember uh, being kind of like a really beat up warehouse right next to Van Nuys Airport.
2: So um, no shower?
0: There might have been like one shower.
2: Okay, because I'm just thinking that the poor girl, like, yeah. after taking a load from 50 guys, like... You I would, think she at least, you, yeah. She, you got, baby wipes are not going to do the job. No. <laughs> got to give that girl no. a shower. No, no, yeah. Like, you really, I got to consider that, actually. I had a whole, we had, like, a Mind Geek Summit, and one of the topics was locations without showers. Like, you have, that has to be taken into consideration. If right. it's a location without a shower and it's, like, an anal scene, like, you can't book that place. No. Which, fair enough, I get that, but as a producer finding locations is the hardest part of my job. Yeah. Um, especially in line with like what the company wants. So they don't always have showers. It's kind of a struggle. I guess you could come like with a, with one of those camp showers.
0: Yeah. I mean, and there's some locations I've gone to that have showers. You're like, I'm good. (laughs) I know I'm nasty as fuck right now, but no, I, I think, yeah, (laughs) it looks like the cause and cure for a lot of stuff is in that shower. And I think I'm better (laughs) off. I'll do a hose outside and uh, (laughs) I can make it home. I got towels in the car to line my seats.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about Ryan's career. We're going to talk about what it's like being married to what we call a civilian woman, which is, um, somebody who's not in the adult industry. How does that work? And so much more. So hang tight. We'll see you back in one second. All right. So tell us about We all know Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for everything sexy and now with my code Holly you can get any one item for 50% off plus 10 free gifts and you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com but only if you use code Holly. Oh your first like straight mainstream scene that you did. Not the Bukaki. I guess the bu- that's technically the Bukkake.
0: I mean, that's the first time I like came on a girl on a in the girl scene. <laughs> in the scene. Okay, so yeah, there was no touching interaction. But
2: where uh, was okay? What was the first scene where it was just you and another woman?
0: You know, the first one was it was a site and it was, it was the carrot that some of the gay sites gave. Okay. So it was it's a site that was called Straight Guys for Gay Eyes. Okay. So it's kind of a lot like the new see him fuck where it's a straight scene, but it's way more focused on the guy
2: on the guy. Okay.
0: So, so yeah, that was actually my first one. And that one still kind of pops up everywhere. It was with this girl, Ricky white. I mean, it was a weird situation on that one just cause it was like, I talked to the company. I was coming in for a massage and, and a jerk off. And then they're like, you know, if you can do that at the end of the week, we'll give you this. this uh-huh. Straight scene. You get to shoot with a the girl. They're like yeah. going to this website and it was one of the agencies and they're like, pick three girls that you'd want. And I was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Like I'm just happy to do it, but like, don't, yeah. th- I'm not ordering dinner. Like <laughs> <laughs> <come on. laughs> you choose for me, like whatever. So that was, that was the first one there. But, um, and it was super easy. Cause, and like I said, because it was focused, I guess on me, like it was a totally different experience mm-hmm. than like the first one I did first, like real, real one was, um, what do they call it? Fuck team five for bang is the reality or bang bros?
1: Mm.
0: Um, and they picked me off for Craigslist. I responded to the ad. And three girls running around town and they were kind of like like the the setup was like they were running around town and they would eat they'd pick up a guy and all three of them would have sex with him and then they'd just cast him aside. Mm-hmm. So i They picked me up. They had a limo that they were running around and the limo driver was one of the talent. Like he was the last guy that they picked up Mm -hmm. in their situation. But, um, yeah, they, they picked me up in this limo off of Ventura and like Witset. And we drove around for a minute. Them all kind of hyping up and teasing super hot in the middle of the summer in a limo with I was three people. Oh my God, dude. Old school lights.
2: I shot a fucking (laughs) girl-girl scene with Ivy Wolf and... Oh, what was the girl's name? Fuck. I forget the girl's name. Lily something. At least I think it was Ivy Wolf. I think it was. Anyways, and it was in a limo in the summer. And yeah, it was horrible. They were drenched afterwards. Oh, we were all drenched. It was awful. And I hate shooting in cars, by (laughs) the way. It's (laughs) the worst.
0: No, no. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I remember having sex in cars in high school and being like, this is terrible. I can't wait to have sex, like, in a real bed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No. Not be jammed in here. Yeah. And now there's not just, it was Penny Flame, Jessica Candy, and Jessica Lynn were the three girls. Um, the director guy was in there. Sound, like I said, all the lights. So, like, we're just crammed in this thing. and like, And you can't run sparking. the air
2: conditioning while you're filming because of the sound
0: no yeah no yeah, couldn't do anything not that the air conditioning could have done anything with all of us on top of one another and i mean we did all right but like it was getting down to a point where it's like all right time to come and it was taking so long that it was um penny flame had kind of like nudged jessica candy to say it. she was just like all right it's gonna be a a contest to see who can come first and loser whatever is gonna happen and like by that skin on my teeth i came and then they dumped me out in the parking lot in this Ralph's or pavilions or whatever it was like grocery store parking lot, middle of the day, naked. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, took off and they went 20 feet, cut the cameras. And I was like, dude, get in the car and get dressed right now. All right. And we'll go back to the house and we'll pay you and and be good. So so I am not for
2: that gorilla style of shooting that I've had clients try to get me like to do like hitchhiking scenes on the street or like, any like non-nude stuff but out in like a public place and i'm like Mm-mm. yeah I've i'm done, not i'm only working in a controlled space because like i've had fucking run-ins with the cops and shit and i'm not getting into that
0: yeah no i've done i've done so many we're like yeah they picked us up on the side of the road or it was that kind of like set up and whatnot only a couple times has been like in the car actually driving around yeah town yeah but it's always kind of like oh I'll pick up and then we're back at standard house number four yeah in the valley that yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. shoots at. <laughs>
2: yeah absolutely um, so, I mean, you said that like you had used to take a long time to come. Do you feel like you've over overcome that? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no. there's a And of- like, how did you like, how do you manage that? Because that that's the thing that like, that's one of the struggles with being a male yeah. performer. It's not just about because guys are like, oh, I could stay hard all day. I'm like, it's not just that. No, you have to come on cue. Yeah, that's not easy.
0: No, no, that's it's not easy. That's the hardest part because it is like you fight the urge to come for 20, 40, an hour, three Mm -hmm. hours, depending on like what the scene is, what's going on with it. If it's, how are they shooting it? Um, Which is awesome. And not at the same time. And then to tell your body like, okay, now, (laughs) now this is for real, real, not for play play anymore. Go for it. Everybody's like, hold on. No, we've been, we've been blocking this off. Like we're done. Like we're just chilling. So
2: (laughs) it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. So it's like there's <laughs> just doesn't believe you. <laughs> it's
0: like, you're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> you even just faked it for that softcore one over there. No, 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 no. We're not falling for that again. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's it kind of depends on the situation. There's a lot where a couple people work with now even they kind of know, and they're in the same boat as ex performers or, or performers themselves where they know it's kind of like, okay, he's going to take two minutes, lie down just to kind of like, cool, let the blood come back out of his legs, kind of catch his breath again. And then we'll be good to go and
1: we're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm.
0: But um virtual reality was a lot of the training.
2: Oh, you fell asleep Once. on Bunny <laughs> Colby's scene. <laughs> did she tell you? Yes, yes, she did on the podcast. Okay, so <laughs> I forgot that we
0: was- <laughs> Yeah. That's the that is the one time that has ever happened. I woke myself up snoring when it happened. But I mean
2: you were still hard. That's pretty fucking amazing.
0: Oh, I've had a lot of sex in my sleep, apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> like I have been I have been told. Um but uh Bunny has one of the most soothing, relaxing voices. She
2: does have a very soft voice.
0: She does. And and the setup for it was it was like, I mean, granted, we're in this house that I shot at like I mean, I shot 10 scenes there in like two months, and then the house just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um but the bed was really comfortable and the whole setup was like I was in visiting from out of town and she kind of set up like, I hope you're really enjoying your vacation. But just this soft, gentle touch as I'm lying on my back on this bed. And she's <laughs> like, it felt great. But at the same time, it was just like, oh, this is so nice. And then I was like, oh, Jesus. And the whole crew who's behind my head with the camera, like right there, they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so bad because so, I've heard stories of performers falling asleep during like various scenes, even non-VR scenes. And I was like, no, no, like I, I would never do that. And I, it happened.
2: It happened. That's OK. But
0: yeah, we, we forgive you. Yeah. I was like, I felt so bad, <laughs> but at least I was so hard for it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was the virtual reality. Like I had my training having to be dead silent from before anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't have sex in a tent. Mm-hmm. 20 yards from or 20 feet from youth at least 14 to 20 right when uh, b- uh boy scouts yeah right gotcha yeah. so you learn how so to be you, sneaky on the down low. yeah so the sneaky hold your breath i'm a swimmer i can hold my breath breathe through my ears whatever kind of joke come up with there but um but yeah i was doing that and then because a lot of the old school vr was no hands no sound no nothing so i've always known like where a lot of like the good spots on me were to kind of like trigger mm-hmm. and and how to focus on that or adversely how to like remove that spot from being triggered so that i could last longer right um so kind of learning how to come on command or not learning how to come on command but not like hold up 20 30 minutes mm-hmm. trying to come
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> was like okay okay if we kind of move this way and figure that and we just focus on that one spot there, like we know we're good to go. Yeah. So, so that helps a lot.
2: It's all about knowing your body.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, So let's talk about your wife. Uh, You are married to, as I mentioned before, what we call a civilian, which is somebody who doesn't work in the adult industry. And a lot of people have, first of all, a hard time wrapping their head around the idea that somebody who has sex for a living could have a relationship with anybody, whether it be somebody outside of the industry or another person in the industry. So how does that dynamic work for you two? a uh, magic? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no idea. Um, cause yeah, it was, it was always a challenge before I met her, uh, with people, like you said, inside, outside the industry, I think natural human mm-hmm. nature yeah, is territory. Yeah. Um, animal instincts are still going to yeah. be territorial, but, um, while she is a civilian, I say she is civilian light. Mm,
2: civilian light. <laughs> so
0: while we are very much so monogamous, um mm-hmm. she works on reality TV. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, she knows you know, it's not like I was flirting with Lisa Ann, mm-hmm. and then it was like, Well, we should just roll the camera and do this. You're like, mm-hmm. let's go. Do that. it's like i didn't yeah. pick her up or anything like that like you hire me i show up to a set and it's like by the way today you're with lisa ann and brett rossi and it's going to be over here in this barn stable and make it look good yeah yeah <laughs> um which is kind of like what she's doing with love island
2: Mm-hmm. is that it's what like, she's working on
0: yeah yeah it's one of the ones she's working on so yeah
2: i mean anybody who's worked in reality tv my like short stint in it for my playboy yeah. tv show was like none of that shit's real
0: yeah i mean it's it's real it's just
2: scripted scripted reality it's
0: it's kind of nudged in the right direction right it's like we know how to do there there was an awesome the first season was awesome um scripted show fully scripted but it was from one of the original producers of the bachelor Mm -hmm. she wrote it and it was called unreal Mm -hmm. so you kind of saw the producers getting in like the bachelor contestants years and just like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can't believe like that girl's talking shit. And it's just like, she was and goes up, just flips a table. And it's just like, Oh, cause they knew how to like get in people's head. to kind of yeah. do that. But otherwise, like, I mean, for instance, like I met my wife when she put me on the millionaire matchmaker.
2: So, oh, that's how you guys met. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, you know, she really went through and got the types that, the millionaire was looking to, to date. Mm -hmm. Um, and knew kind of like personalities and interviewed all of us. So she really was playing matchmaker, but like in my episode, I walk in, um, and the girl that they were trying to pair me up with, didn't know if she wanted to be with the guy or a girl. Okay. She'd been really burned by the ex husband or boyfriend, whatever it was. And remembers kind of fondly her time with women in college. Mm -hmm. So, when they had us do introductions, they were like, yeah, it's going to be him and her. We can, like, I just know it's going to be those two. If she goes for a guy. And as soon as I walked up, I could just tell it was like, Oh, you don't want, you, you don't want a guy. Like, <laughs> like I, you're, you're good. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I hope you enjoy the rest of the party. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll let you meet everybody else. Cause there's 20 of us here to, to meet you. And, <laughs> and I dipped over to the side and continued to flirt with my now wife. Wow. Um, not when we started though. <laughs> it yeah. took a couple of years. Cause that was I left that weekend for New York where I met Holly Laura And that whole thing started for like two years. Mm-hmm. And my wife met someone else. Kind of right there that she started seeing. It. So, right. um, so it was kind of a perfect storm. But that was kind of where it happened. But yeah, so it was like the reality.
2: So how, yeah, I mean, so just basically take me through like how You know, I mean, when you guys first started dating, you were doing porn. Mm -hmm. Was she kind of like, okay, like, did she know what she was getting into when she first started? And was it rough at the beginning?
0: No, because when we started, we started hanging out before Laura and I broke up. Mm -hmm. And, well, I'm sorry, we didn't start. Like, we were were hanging out with mutual friends. Um, And there wasn't really any flirting, but... I think we were both kind of on each other's radars. Mm-hmm. So she, my wife was leaving to go visit another guy. She was kind of seeing, um, and Laura and I had just broken up. Like my friend had kind of dropped that bomb on my mm-hmm. wife. And, um, she was like, "My ex-wife was just kind of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And I was like, well, good. Okay. Um, she's gone for a couple of weeks at least. I'm going to go, Enjoy being newly single fully for a couple weeks and kind of chilling, just kind of see. It was like, I'm not looking to get in a relationship. So my wife got back into town and she sent out like a tweet. I didn't even have a number. But with the group that we were hanging out with, she sent out a tweet. She was like, All right, I'm still on overseas time. Who wants to go grab a drink? And I just wrapped babes.com was like brand, brand, brand new. Mm -hmm. And I was shooting two days for them like five days a week just so they could stockpile content right so i was leaving way out in the valley like simi valley area and i saw the tweet and i was just like oh she's back oh she's a drink yeah i'll come i'll come have a drink <laughs> like <laughs> what's up i was like yo me what's up so
2: did was there a shower at the location
0: there was a shower at the location okay, okay. <laughs> i did take a shower um yeah so we met, we met up at a local bar that we always hung out at and had a drink and just hung out talking. And she was like, all right, well, this is happening. We're not telling anybody. This is just a booty call situation. Cause she, I think cause she knew what she was getting into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She didn't know it was just coming from set that day. Mm-hmm. So we were booty calls for, and I was like, that's fine. Not looking for a relationship. Just got out of one, not looking for any of that. I'm going to have some fun." Um, so she texted and just BC, like naked Tuesday, what's up? Let's go do something. I was like, Yeah, I can I can meet up later, I got work today. And she was like, Oh, you probably don't want to. You probably don't want to then. And I was just like, I don't think you understand. I'm ten times more horny when I leave work. Like, yeah. If if that was a thing, you and I would never have hooked up. Like, not in yeah, yeah, yeah. just every time we've hooked up.
2: She figured you could like you could only go once a day. Right. But, but I was like, No, when
0: I leave that. set because I just teased myself for However long, like, yeah, yeah, I still came, but it was still a tease. And it's like, it's
2: work. You got to open up to camera. You got to stop for lighting positions. You got to like, not like eat all of her makeup off.
0: Right. It's, it's work. Right. My job is to be Vanna White, make Mm -hmm. the girl look good and show her off. Yes. Doing everything. So now I want to get mine. So yeah. So I told her, it was like, oh no, every time we've hooked up, I have also worked that day. I was like, I've always showered and everything. She (laughs) She was like, oh. Okay, good. Cool. <laughs> this is going to work. So we just kept going. And at first she did admit that she started watching some of my stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when we first started, I had just been cast as Christian Grey mm-hmm. in that parody that mm-hmm. Universal took down.
2: Yeah. I was like, I remember that not happening because.
0: Oh, it happened. It went live. I have a couple of theories as to what happened. Uh... And um which is a fun story, too. But uh, she was reading the book, and she burned the book. Uh-huh. She's like, I now can't get past yeah. that w- I'm seeing you as that person, but that's not me that's with him in that book. And, okay, I just can't look at it. Right. So now it's just one of those, like, i like, I'm heading off to work. She's like, Cool. Don't want to know the details. Mm-hmm. She's fine. But she's come to AVN. She's come to Exotica's. She's.
2: So do you guys still have that situation where like you go and you do a scene and you don't t- you don't talk about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can talk. I just like, I can talk about it. I can let her know. And like, there's times if somebody calls me like, hey, I just want to let you know, my test just came back with gonorrhea. It's mm-hmm. like, of course, let her know. She's right. Like, All right. Fuck. But yeah. Part of the nature. Right. But at the same time, like I can't sit down and watch my scenes. Yeah. Like we're not sitting down and popping in.
2: Right. Right.
0: House volume, whatever.
2: Right. So you it's just, that. it's very much like a job and then yeah. you come back and then you're with her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could imagine that you would come home. I mean, I guess it's, it's not really the same for me, but sort of the same for me. Like when I do a shoot, mm-hmm. you know, I'll come home and my husband will be like, how was your day? And I won't be like, oh man, like it was great. First, like I shot blow job and then there was like the doggy and then like she was really into it. I'll be like, oh, it was fine. And that, but if there's like a funny story to tell, you know, I'd be like, "Oh my god, this happened. The bed broke. Like you won't believe." Like, yeah. Then obviously, I'm going to tell him that story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like if it's something like if it was a particularly rough day for whatever various reason, yeah. Like, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, super long day. We were out in this. It was supposed to be a farm for Justice League, but it was a." landfill
2: and oh god i heard so many stories about that movie yeah yeah that was was really rough
0: so fun (laughs) 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 my rate for that movie uh sex (laughs) because of all the reshoots and days and everything yes like that's how bad it went yes i feel Um, like
2: maybe you were the one who told me about all of those reshoots because you guys had I remember hearing about, like, a ton of reshoots. This is for Justice League, by the way. It's an Axel Braun parody, if you guys are wondering what we're talking about.
0: That was good, but it was – it wasn't Axel, but there was another production person that was just terrible with the scheduling. Mm -hmm. So, And some of it was, like, they wanted me as Clark Kent to be with a full beard, like, month or two of growth doing this thing. And then for Superman, very clean cut. yeah. So it's like it was supposed to be two days day one, Clark Kent, day two, Superman. So, day one was Clark Kent, and we shot the indoor dinner scene at the landfill <laughs> first. While the two girls that are in a massive amount of weight makeup, August Ames is in like a 20 pound hair whiff. Sorry, like a, I think it was like 70 pounds or something because it was like 12 feet long. Uh huh. Like this wig with all the makeup and everything, just sitting outside, chilling in like the 90 degree humid. Because there was all these ponds and everything nearby, and just sitting there waiting for this indoor dinner scene that could have been filmed anywhere. Because uh, they've had to black out the windows. Yeah. Um, before we could shoot the outdoor farm sequence where the two girls come out of space to talk me back into being Superman.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, and then the next day was this giant setup with like some of the biggest names in porn at that time: Rami, range, Charles Dara, Xander Corvis. Charlotte Stokely, like, like all of us, costumes aren't finished. People are just sitting there. Like I, I told him at like midnight, I was like, I'm driving to Vegas in the morning. I've got a double day with Naughty for VR for two days, three days. So I'm out at one because I need some sleep and I got to drive. And it's not cool to expect.
2: Yeah, as to where to happen with another person.
0: So it's like, unless you want to cancel, pay the two scenes I'm gonna lose plus the hotel I'm gonna lose, and call them to be like, hey, we're sorry, we're holding him hostage. Yeah. I was like, but yeah, you can't. So um
2: That's the hardest thing about shooting a feature, man. It's the scheduling. I mean, I when I used to shoot features, we used to do index cards and write like the scenes on the index cards and the different dialogue things, and then with the actors' names, the location, and then we'd kind of arrange it. Like yeah. in terms of like okay we're at the location this day let's put all these index cards together, um this person's available like it was it was literally like a puzzle we had I, to figure out it yeah. was it was hard.
0: I mean I I did it with my camp yeah. scheduling where all the boats were going where all the kids were going yeah I was production for Laura when she was launching men.com, i com mm-hmm. helping her do some of that I I'm good
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> like and I love those days with like I still love those days with Axel and I still have fun with. With a lot of that stuff, it was just like, I'm mean, going to have a string of texts that were just like, dude, this should have been yeah, kind of better scheduled with this for that, for this, for that. Um, so part of like the rescheduling was we had to redo the whole day because we never got to the outdoor scene with the two girls and I at the farm right. because a rave broke out at the same place. For the weekend.
2: That's what I remember. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, I mean, there was that. Plus the girls were just they were like heat strokes sitting outside in their costumes for yeah. eight hours waiting for the everything oh to happen. So, and Jessa was the other girl and she was taken off for England for a month to go shoot with, um, digital and browsers out there. So it's like, well, she's going to be gone. I have to grow up my beard because tomorrow's Superman. So that's going to take at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> um and then when like we didn't get to my part because the superman costume wasn't finished we had to do a lot of tweaks to it um for the big standoff sequence with rami rain and all those people are listed like when i look and i just estimate off of what little i know of people's rates i'm like it was a ten thousand dollar talent scene
2: yeah
1: alone. yeah
0: not to mention location and the yeah. rest of the crew and everything so i looked at action i was like listen my stuff's not here you're shooting a lot of stuff with them i'm like it's a standoff don't get the wide yeah just do singles yeah and yeah you know kind of a general over the shoulder yeah of somebody or something like blur it so you can't tell it's not superman yeah but that way you don't have to worry about bringing back those six for us three yeah to get all this going
2: um i did do something like that for my shoot with the digital playground um fucking nightmare movie that i had to shoot that netflix happened to cover that one day (laughs) when we all cried at the end me and jada stevens broke down in tears at the end of the day (laughs) it was so rough oh yeah we had to shoot like it was a group scene and they were talking and we had to shoot like singles and we had to fake the whole thing i mean fucking camera magic thank god
0: i mean it was it was something i still remember getting a call from the the production manager like three weeks later there was like, Hey, so if you happen to be in town and want to swing by the hustler studio, we're doing the superhero shots that day. And I was like, bro, I work like 15, 20 days a month out in Vegas doing all this VR stuff. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be there without pay. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: and we ended up doing the whole like standoff sequence and brought in Ben Hoffman to the superhero shots. Mm-hmm. It was amazing with those. And yeah, we didn't get the wide shot, which I laughed about so hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, they had you all there. They brought us all back, and then they didn't get the wide they shot. They didn't
0: use the wide shot. So <laughs> like, a couple of us were just laughing. Like, I actually you want that. And he was like, No, I think we're good. And it was like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna fuck
1: my circus, not my monkeys. I'm, gonna, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. No, no. Oh I mean, like God. I said, they
0: needed me there for the superhero shots. They needed me there for my side of it. It was just like the other whatever it was five or six from there on the other side of that, I was kind of like, well, they got their other hero shot. So at least it's worth it for that.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it was just like,
1: yeah.
2: All right. Uh, So one last question for you uh, before we wrap up, Um, you've been a voice for the porn industry through your interviews for several mainstream publications, including GQ and vice. What do you wish more people understood about this industry?
0: I wish I would always try and really like come across that is we're here because we want to be here and we're successful because we take it professionally. Like we have fun with it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll joke all day long about it and and have fun with it. But it's so hard when so much of the mainstream stuff seems like it can only sell anything it covers on the industry as long as it looks like we're a bunch of down and out on our last strings it was this or suicide almost essentially and you can't like they can't depict the industry without it being a terrible thing Mm -hmm. which i know is what the majority of the public is always going to kind of look at like
2: yeah, that's what's going to sell most headlines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to cater to, yeah, it caters to the narrative that most people accept and understand. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like, I know that we're never going to convince the Mormons and and mm-hmm. whatnot that, like, we're like, yeah, you had no problem with me for the last three weeks when we've been hanging out doing this until so it's yeah. like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. Now, oh, you are the devil. <laughs> 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 like, all right, cool. Do your thing. But, um, Yeah, it's like the ones I see, especially in the industry, it's like the ones that seem to be the most successful are the ones that do take it very professional and either have a very well balance between party and play or like work and and play or play is not really part of their vocabulary, Mm -hmm. which I think is more in my own where it's not necessarily I'm saying I'm not successful with it. I mean, I'm still here. I don't know how I'm still here, but I'm still here. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, I've never done Coke. I don't do drugs. I've barely drinking in this year at all in general. And I've never been a heavy drinker to begin with. Um, and it's like, I show up to set and I want to be camera ready at all time. I mean, it's, I tell it to all the new people all the time, like be camera ready at any moment because you could get that call from, the company I've been trying to get in with. That's like, how soon can you get to set? We need somebody Mm -hmm. now. That's how I got my foot in the door in a lot of places. So it's like, I want to be camera ready, ready to go. Professional, like you said, one of those ones that's not creepy, that's not pulling some stunt where people are kind of skeezed out, don't want you there. I show up, I try to be as helpful and compliant with directors as they want because they... I can't see what the camera's getting. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get it. I still don't understand half of it. It's like, we're going to go into doggy. I'm like, where do you want my head? <laughs> <laughs> 15 years later, I'm still like, which way am I facing for this? Because <laughs> I, I know I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> um, so it's like, so a lot of us do that. And we probably are your neighbors that you don't realize that you'd like hanging out with and that we're good people. Genuinely. And not what the media has to depict. So I always be very careful with my words not to be where you can cut it out and frankenbite it, if you will. Yeah.
2: So that all of a sudden it becomes. That is, that is, I've had that happen to me. Oh, yeah. Where people have like cut up what I've said and make it sound like something I never said.
0: It's It's a struggle. All the time I watch everybody in the industry get so excited about, oh, we just did this thing for Netflix or this thing for Hulu or this thing with uh, this movie that they're going to produce and it's Mm going to be all about us and it's all going to be in a good light. And like. I actually had a fight with one of the reality casting agencies when they were casting something that I think was going to be almost like an MTV true life or something. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I was just like, be very uh, posted very publicly. It was like, be very careful what you say and do with these people, because while they want it to be good, it it won't sell unless they spin it to be Mm -hmm. very bad.
1: Mm
2: hmm. And the thing is, it's not always, like, the producer, like, boots on the ground person's choice. No. You know what I mean? A lot of times, like, they may be your ally. They may be on your yeah. side. They may want to cast you in a certain light. But, like, when it gets into the editing room and the people who are, like, really in charge take a hold of the footage, like, they can't, right. they can't do anything. Right. So it's not even, like, the people that you're working directly with that you have to be cautious of. It's no the people higher up the chain.
0: Yeah. It's like if you want to, I mean, I guess almost an example using mainstream stuff It's like, if you look at. Justice League versus Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's Mm -hmm. like you have what they wanted it to be and you have what they released because the production team, outside of everybody that was on set and that was involved with that, went, no, let's do this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's not what the original vision was supposed to be. And like I said, with casting, it's like, yeah, they're trying to get people and and do this and they're trying to build this up. and, And it's almost like almost without fail. Every time I watch it, just be, it gets cut up so that, we look so bad. Yeah. But it's what sells, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to see you again. My
0: pleasure. Always.
2: Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you online?
0: Uh, I like to think I'm pretty easy. You can find me. I'm at Ryan driller on Instagram and Twitter. And I have my links there for the only fans, which is also just at Ryan driller. Um, my fleshlight dildo that's up there. And,
2: The first uh, straight flashlight dildo man.
0: I was the first one with uh, with Mick and Manuel right right there. I mean, we all got molded and everything at the same Mm -hmm. time. But yeah, we uh, we were all the first batch of the straight guys to get released. Cool. They figured out trying to figure out how to work that for us, (laughs) which is funny. (laughs) It's funny. I laugh.
2: Fantastic. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, my TikTok is still up. I don't know how long it's gonna be there for. I know I say that every time, but I'm constantly like convinced I'm gonna be deleted. But for now, go to Holly Randall Unfiltered um on TikTok. And of course, if you wanna support the show. And watch these interviews live streamed. Uh, You can go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash H-R-U and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash hollyrandallunfiltered and